Hey, what's up, everybody? Chris here with Actual Eye Podcast. This is episode 22, How to Be a Light Amidst the Darkness. We all struggle in life. We have our individual struggles, and then we have larger struggles to contend with as well. How may one be a light amidst the darkness when troubles beset us, not only on the local level, but on the national and even global scale. As of late, I've noticed something of an increase in people claiming that humans are a disease, a cancer to this planet. And I would like to offer an alternative point of view. In this episode, we'll challenge this concept And then we'll pick back up where we left off in our last episode, episode 21, A Sense of the Sacred, as all of this ties together. So, this past week I noticed on social media and in the news, people saying humans are a disease, and then more people parroting these ideas. And to be completely honest... I've probably flippantly made similar statements myself in years past. You may have heard how Jason Momoa, Aquaman, compared humans to a disease at a recent UN climate conference. I saw people praising him for this, a particular group I follow, and even going so far as to state that the planet is better off without us. And then just the other night, in another group I follow, someone had posted a meme with a quote about suicide, which read, Suicide does not end the chances of life getting worse. Suicide eliminates the possibility of it getting better. And though the post had over a thousand likes, practically every comment on the post was arguing against this point and defending suicide. Many were quite offended that someone would post something questioning suicide. And I also noticed some defending suicide as a way of helping save the planet. And I get this. I get where Jason Momoa was coming from. I listened to his speech and he raised valid points such as the amount of plastic beads in the ocean being greater than the number of stars in the Milky Way, just to name one. And I don't disagree at all that we can be better stewards, but I also do not see us as static, unchanging, unable, or unwilling to grow. I see increasing numbers of people becoming aware of our impact on this planet in a multitude of ways, from all sides of the political spectrum, People changing their lifestyles, choosing to buy from more reputable, conscious companies, choosing to be less wasteful. So here's where my concern stems from. We are in the midst of a crisis of increasing anxiety and depression amongst people, and an alarming increase in suicide rates, especially among the young. So I feel that popularizing language that suggests we are a mistake 
a disease, may only serve to exacerbate this crisis of anxiety, depression, and only make it that much easier to turn to suicide or extreme acts of violence. I do not think we want to popularize these notions, and I get where it comes from. The situation may very well be as dire as some projections, and I do get genuine concern for the future of this planet and genuine regret over the mistakes we've made, the rampant pollution, the waste, the destruction of ecosystems. But to signal one's virtue, to show that one's on the right side by parodying ideas like humans are a cancer or the planet is better off without us seems very short-sighted. And I've, I've seen these statements starting to spread around social media. The less of us, the better. Committing suicide is a service to the planet. All of this is too close to the kinds of rhetoric that are used to excuse extreme violence, excuse premature leaving of the world through suicide, arguments for depopulation programs, and even genocide. One example, the Columbine killers, who committed the first major school shooting here in the States, used much of the same rhetoric. It was not fun going down this rabbit hole, but it was quite informative. It was Eric Harris who wrote how he thought society could be improved by boosting natural selection. And I quote now, Eric said, I hate the fucking world. Too many goddamn fuckers in it. I know I will die soon, so will you and everyone else. Maybe we will be lucky and a comet will smash us back to day one. I've heard that statement said by people that seem to be meaning well. Maybe an asteroid will hit us and take us out. I've also heard people say other things like this quote, where Eric says, No one is worthy of this planet. The human race sucks. Etc., 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 so on and so forth. So I'm not here to lash out and strike back. My intention is more to question the certain certainty behind such statements and point to the danger of popularizing such statements. For some people take this mind state to the nth degree and run with it. I hope to offer an alternative way of looking at things. After reading the comments defending suicide, and if one is near the end already and under extreme pain and their quality of life shows no hope of improving, I, I get it. I'm not necessarily against euthanasia in such cases, but to encourage and defend suicide for those who still have so much life ahead of them, who have family, who depend on or love them deeply, is disturbing for me. The lives we leave behind, the amount of self-blame, and wondering what one could have done differently, the regret, the extreme suffering, the gut-wrenching sorrow, and what the world misses out on when we leave. 
I do believe that we leave a hole in the world that only we can fill. That we leave a void in space in a time where the world needs everybody that can turn on and become brighter and better and more loving examples of how to be the best kind of beings we can be. More than ever, we need this more than ever. In light of the crisis of anxiety and depression in our culture, particularly among young people, I felt I had to say something, especially after seeing the articles and posts praising Jason Momoa's speech and how many were willing to take it to the next level, proclaiming humanity a mistake or earth better off without us. So I wrote a post on social media in some small attempt at trying to address this but it's like trying to turn the tide with a toothpick you know it's I hope it radiates I hope that this reaches somebody with greater reach than myself of course we're all so much more powerful than we ever dare give ourselves credit for to take full responsibility for the power that each of us is that each of us has is is a huge is a huge task it's it's a great thing to take on but we do radiate out in every way and i do believe that every small good thing that we do in this world is helpful so i wrote It's a dark self-hatred that turns to arguments for genocide. This idea that humans are a disease or a cancer. As earthlings, we are extensions of Earth. We were not born perfect beings. We are learning as we go and are just coming to mass global consciousness, increasingly interconnected and able to choose where we go from here. And of course, nature is not all butterflies and rainbows either. She is also predators, sharks, locusts, tidal waves, and earthquakes. Life expresses itself in a vast multitude of ways. But we, we have the grace of self-awareness, the power of choice. Considering that we also paint, appreciate sunsets, write poetry, cry tears for loved ones, and even tears of joy. I think we're far better than we give ourselves credit for. I pray our fellows cease to be so manipulated into self-hatred, into arguing for dark, elitist dreams of depopulation, and recognize our inherent oneness with this planet, this life, this Miraculous universe so full of endless potential. This is a choice, not a game of who can seem the most virtuous. I'm not interested in feigning virtue anymore, recycling rhetoric, claiming humans are a disease to this planet. I say thank for yourselves and be virtuous, for we are aspects of this planet that have by some incomprehensible miracle, become self-conscious. And what a wonder is that? 
love yourself, Earthlings. We only get one go at this. So that's what I wrote. And perhaps this seems like I'm taking this too seriously or I'm worrying about it too much. And maybe I am. Maybe, maybe I am. But I am trying to heed the warnings of those who came before. George Orwell and others who described these dystopian future scenarios that we can all too easily fall into. And Orwell, in his case, wrote 1984 while recognizing the horrifying atrocities occurring during the Soviet Union, during the World Wars, even the hypocrisy in our Western civilizations how easily we can be led astray and how dangerous is groupthink. And I don't think people are entirely serious when they say these things. I do do feel that they that people are trying to express how upset, how concerned, and how dire the situation is. I can appreciate that, but I, I do also feel that we must recognize the power of language and how some people may take these things to another level. So, in being mindful of the crisis of depression, anxiety, and suicide, I thought I would seek out a way to share some light amidst this darkness. Of course, by hiding from our shadows, we cannot overcome the demons in our midst. So, we must bear our light even in the darkest of places. We must be willing to look clearly at ourselves in the situation we are in today. Take it seriously. I believe that we must live as though we really are these incredibly able beings on a planet bursting with life amidst an impossibly vast universe with no understanding as to how such a thing could be. I believe that we must experience reality as it actually is with the consciousness of this, this miracle. We may be ever more able to determine and choose wisely. And this is such an amazing reality to consider. And it is no wonder that we are not constantly enwrapped by it, that we aren't used to it because we do also struggle. But I believe that we can be cognizant of this incredible experience that we are cast within. This great play of the human race, this greatest stories of all stories that will ever be told at least in this corner of the universe. I believe that the ultimate answers are not required for us to develop a keen sense of reverence and a deep appreciation and awe of love and gratitude for all the most beautiful moments we 
are so graced to experience in this life. I'm not asking anybody to believe in God if they're not interested in, in that, if they have some grudge against organized religion or what have you. But I do believe that we can have awe for the great mystery, for the majesty of this planet, the excitement of love, and the deep fulfillment of well-cultivated relationships. And as I'm talking about this, I am realizing how full of faults I am, how many mistakes I've made, and it's easy to get depressed and fall out of that optimal state when we allow our thoughts to rule us. And so this, I feel, is where mindfulness, meditative practice, art, and doing something that gives us a sense of meaning and belonging, purpose, comes in. From our innate sense of wonder, there is a clear sense of purpose we can believe in regardless of one's belief system. What is actually here and now is crystal clear if we open our eyes with wonder, if we see through eyes of love, as the great comedian Bill Hicks once said. In our modern age, I do feel the loss of uniting purpose for us as people, of faithfulness to a purpose greater than ourselves that we can all rally around. I do feel that this loss of a sense of the sacred has caused us quite a bit of distress, and we feel less connected with life and with each other. We miss this sense of uniting purpose that we can all be a part of, that grants a sense of meaningfulness to our lives. And today, I think we can all recognize that there is a profound loss of trust in all of the major organizing and uniting structures be they our politicians, our presidents, our Congress, our system of law and sense of justice, a disbelief and even distrust in the old religious structures, perhaps in some instances quite warranted, though now old forms of worship are often entirely dismissed. And I fear we are throwing the baby out with the bathwater were throwing out the wheat with the chaff. The moral compasses that used to guide us have been broken. What have we been doing but trying to describe a relationship with the ineffable and all of our arts and religious systems through the only tools we have, symbols and stories? Thankfully, we have found expressions of symbolism's ability to point to something integral, something more than words or symbols alone can express through our music, our comedy, through the arts, through all the ways that we point 
to this that is inexpressible, the thing we call reality, this idea of existence that we too rarely directly experience. Joseph Campbell, a 20th century writer and professor of literature famous for his studies of myth, more specifically comparative mythology and comparative religion, once wrote, Follow your bliss and don't be afraid, and doors will open where you didn't know they were going to be. I thought that quite profound. We've heard this sort of message before. Some things strike deeper and deeper as we go on through life. On Instagram the other day, I caught a post by the visionary artist Alex Gray, in which he described his artwork titled Net of Being. And he wrote, May every breath we take and move we make be for the betterment of the whole net of beings. Some of you may recognize Alex Gray's artwork from Tools, various albums, particularly from 2000 Days. This piece, Net of Being, was used. And you can see an animated depiction of this work of art during the song Vicarious at about the six minute mark. If you're interested in seeing that, look that video up on YouTube. It's Vicarious by Tool. In around six minutes, you'll see the net of being illustrated in absolutely stunning 3D. In his post, Alex goes on to mention the religious scholar Rudolf Otto, who called the mystical experience the mysterium tremendum because of its potentially terrifying nature. Tremendous mystery. It is indeed tremendously beautiful, almost terrifyingly so, shockingly so, as one would expect an encounter with the ineffable, a direct encounter with the impossible to be. Alex went on in his post writing, It is certainly death to the conventional controlling ego identity, so this is not to be entered without respect for the sacred space and the reorientation to a higher dimension that should have you loving life more and wanting to serve a healing purpose in the world. A sense of purpose. A sense of the sacred, my friends. In our times of clashing cultures and deepening divides, I can think of no greater wisdom than this. So let us end today with another quote from Abraham Maslow. The great lesson is that the sacred is in the ordinary, that it is to be found in one's daily life and one's neighbors, friends, and family, in one's own backyard. 
And now I'll share a couple of quotes by Einstein, Albert Einstein as well. The most beautiful thing we can experience is the mysterious. It is the source of all true art and science. He to whom this emotion is a stranger, who can no longer pause to wonder and stand wrapped in awe, is as good as dead. His eyes are closed. Einstein also wrote that a human being is part of a whole called by us the universe, a part limited in time and space. He experiences himself, his thoughts and feelings, as something separated from the rest, a kind of optical delusion of his consciousness. The striving to free oneself from this delusion is the one issue of true religion. Not to nourish the delusion, but to try to overcome it is the way to reach the attainable measure of peace of mind. What does he say? Here's another quote. Einstein said, All religions, arts, and sciences are branches of the same tree. All religions, arts, and sciences branches of the same tree. All these aspirations are directed toward ennobling man's life, lifting it from the sphere of mere physical existence and leading the individual towards freedom. It is no mere chance that our older universities developed from clerical schools. Both churches and universities, insofar as they live up to their true function, serve the ennoblement of the individual. They seek to fulfill this great task by spreading moral and cultural understanding, renouncing the use of brute force. And this is from his book, Moral Decay, published in 1937. Einstein also describes a cosmic religious sense in some of his writings. And you can look to ideas and opinions uh, circa 1954. Einstein wrote, How can cosmic religious feeling be communicated from one person to another if it can give rise to no definite notion of a god and no theology. In my view, it is the most important function of art and science to awaken this feeling and keep it alive in those who are receptive to it. A sense of the sacred, a sense of wonder, a sense of connection, a sense of meaning. Something that I believe we're sorely in need of in this time of deepening divides, in this time of desperation, in this time of calls for eradication of our species, even when said flippantly, the mere suggestion is something that some more troubled people may take and run with. We must be careful with our words. We must be mindful of what we really mean when we say something like, Humans are a disease. We must think of those who come behind us. 
of those young people today who are struggling for meaning in this world. If you're interested in this subject matter, if you're looking for light amidst the darkness, I would direct you to John Verbeke's series of lectures titled Awakening from the Meaning Crisis, which can be found on YouTube. I encourage all of you to check it out if you're so interested, and if not, I thank you so much once again for tuning in to another episode of Actual Eye Podcast. This was something that was on my mind for the past week. It's really been on my mind a lot lately. It's the reason I started this podcast, because I I do believe that we can be the change we wish to see in this world. And I do believe that no outward revolutions will last or bring about the changes we seek. In fact, they might only make it worse in the long run as the systems adapt to our resistance and become even more despotic or tyrannical. I believe that if we wish for true and lasting change, that we must level up ourselves and radiate naturally a higher way. We must change this world from the inside out. No outer revolution will last, but the inner revolution changes everything. Love you guys. Stay strong. Stay kind. Stay thoughtful. And you will be ever able to meet the challenges this world faces. Together, we can rise and metamorph to a higher level of being. I do believe human beings are capable of so much more than we give ourselves credit for. I do believe that we've barely even scraped the surface of what we can do in this world and how far we can stretch on out into outer space and return to explore the stars from whence we came. 